0: This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. The Rangers in for a weekend set starting tonight. The New York coach is out this evening on COVID protocol and Tom Wilson returning to the Capitals lineup tomorrow night. Good morning, everybody. It's Friday, March 19th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. Ben, the Capitals are looking for their 20th win of the season tonight and trying to do it against a team that they have had some difficulty with. The New York Rangers have beaten them twice this season. So despite all the recent success, Capitals need to find a way to beat the Blue Shirts tonight.
1: Yeah, just saw today, actually, the Rangers are the only team remaining that the Capitals have yet to defeat this season. Granted, they've only played them twice, but they did have two opportunities And it was a few weeks ago, both matchups in early to mid-February. But that being said... Lackluster showings from the Capitals in both instances. They had slow starts. They were playing catch up for for much of the night and the afternoon when they met at Capital One Arena. They had a tough time with the Rangers' speed and transition game. It's a Rangers bunch uh, that got to the Capitals early, and the Capitals have have had their issues with the Rangers. It's not even unique just to this season. They had issues with them last year as well. Late in the regular season, Uh, they've proven to be a handful. And uh, really, it's it's the speed and transition, in my opinion, that's among the things the Rangers do very well. That's given the Capitals fits, uh, especially this season.
0: Capitals entering play tonight, having won 10 of 11. They've taken points in 12 of their last 13 and just two regulation losses in their last 16. And on the off day yesterday, they celebrated a rather large birthday in the dressing room. Zidane Chara turned 44 yesterday. Peter Laviolette on the big man. He's an unbelievable professional. Uh, the way he trains, uh, what he eats, what goes into his body, his professionalism on a day-to-day basis and practice and you know what all the player that he is, uh, the experience that he brings, I think on a daily basis all of that adds up you know to longevity for a guy like him. I think one of the big things when you get to be at that point in your career is the drive to stay there and to want to do that. There's a lot of commitment. there's a lot of choices that are made in everything that I just said. he makes the right choices because he wants to be a part of this and he wants to try to win, wants to try to continue to play. And um, he's been an unbelievable fit um, since the time he got here. Benny, he means so much in this room. And with what the coach said in regards to his training, what he puts in his body, he's there's a reason you're still playing at 44. I saw DJ Smith of the Ottawa Senators say the other day that, hey, we're the same age and look at me. I mean, DJ hasn't <laughs> played in a while. I had DJ and Hershey for a while. I love that guy. But it goes to show, I mean, you put in the work and this is why you're still playing at 44 tonight.
1: You know what fascinates me about Zdeno Chara, John, is is just that. It's the work that he's put into it. And you hear players who retire and they list all the things they missed from their playing days. They miss the competition. They miss the camaraderie, right? They missed the bonding, the road trips, being one of the boys in the dressing room. You very rarely hear a retired player say, I miss the work that goes into being an elite athlete. I miss training in, in the heat, in the summer heat in July and August and getting set for another season and the grind that goes into all the work behind the scenes, the training, the gym, all the." fitness, sustain, in shape. And for Zdeno Chara, what's interesting about him is he has a passion not only for the game, but he has a passion for the work. Unlike any other athlete uh, playing professionally these days, that that is a large reason why he's still doing it. At age 44, now in his 23rd season, the tales of his workouts and his fitness regimen, the tales are legendary in itself, but really it's, it it is that passion for the work that keeps him going. He loves to play all athletes. They love to play, but at some point it becomes tougher and tougher to motivate yourself in those off seasons. And for Zidane Ochara, that drive and that motivation to, to stay in shape and to continue to train is as high as uh, it's ever been from, from speaking to him. And I, I, real quick, John, I, I like what Peter Bondra said weeks ago. And he said that, Zdeno Chara has forever taken care of his body and now Zdeno Chara's body is taking care of him and giving him the opportunity to continue to play and play effectively. Now at age 44, it's really a remarkable story in terms of continuing to do something at an elite level for such a long time.
0: Yeah, it's very well said. No question. As the Capitals take on the Rangers tonight, this is the beginning of a two game set. Alex Ovechkin goals in four straight and five of six. And oh, by the way, when we get to tomorrow night's the return of Tom Wilson after his seven-game suspension, and Ben certainly getting him back in the lineup, very important for this team mentally. No doubt that he will be fired up and his teammates will be as well. Although I do wonder a little bit about Daniel Sprong, who has played so well in his absence. Capitals are 6-0 and since Tom's suspension began. I sure hope there's a place for Daniel Sprong somewhere soon, because he certainly deserves it.
1: Well, I think the follow up question, John, is if you keep Daniel Sprong in the top 12 and he starts to get a regular look when everyone is healthy, the question is who comes out? And correct me if I'm wrong, we could debate this, but if you're going to take somebody out, I would think Richard Ponick's on the hot seat, correct? Or you see somebody else as an option?
0: Oh, I I think he could be. Yeah. I mean, I I think you're going to have to look at Connor Sherry too, and that's not even to slight him, but. Uh, Daniel Sprong has been so good during this stretch, it's a shame that you would think that maybe as soon as Saturday, he may not be in there. But I think those are a couple of guys that you would have to at least look at. I think Daniel's earned a place in this lineup. And if nothing else, even if he does sit on Saturday, boy, you better, if you're Ponick or you're Sherry, uh, you better better keep producing because there's someone who'd be waiting in the wings that would love to have your job, I think.
1: I agree with that. And what, what, what interests me, though, to see and, and Sherry and Ponick both being on the third line with Lars Eller, who we should mention as well, all indications are that he'll be back, we, we hope, against the New York Rangers. He did uh, take part in the practice yesterday at the MedStar Capitals Iceplex. But if you have your optimal top 12 and if Wilson is back, assuming his spot in the top six, then you could put Sprong. Does Sprong work in a bottom six role? And I would be interested to see him because he's a sniper. He's offensively minded. We know that if there's an area of his game that needs tweaking or improving, it's his play away from the puck and it's being sound defensively and and stepping up in his own end. But I wonder if you pair him with a Lars Eller and and maybe another forward who who handles those responsibilities because I'll be honest, John, him playing with Kuznetsov and Varana, that's not sustainable. That trio has one thing and one thing in mind only, and we've seen that their ice time has been limited as a result. So what intrigues me is if you keep Daniel Sprong in the lineup and if your top six with Tom Wilson back, if your top six is spoken for, can Daniel Sprong play a bottom six role and handle some of the responsibilities that would be asked of, of him? And I think that's the biggest question. It's one thing to look at the offensive numbers and the offensive skill set. He checks those boxes. But if he's going to stay in the lineup, it would probably be in a third line role. And I wonder, and I'm curious to see, can he adapt? Can he handle? Can he step up and take advantage of that opportunity if it's presented to him?
0: Yeah, and even when Richard Klonick isn't on the score sheet, he's been tough to play against, good on board battles. uh, No, certainly a point well taken. A couple of notes on the Capitals heading into play tonight. Second periods continue to be where it's at for the team. 45 goals in the second period. That's tied for most in the NHL. And John Carlson looking for a milestone tonight. The next assist he gets will be all alone, fourth all-time in Caps history. He's looking to pass Mike Gartner. So the Rangers in town tonight, Ben. Uh, Tammy Panarin is back. He has goals in two straight. They have nine power play goals in their last 14. That's started to heat up a little bit. Funny enough, they only had one power play goal in that demolition of the Philadelphia Flyers on Wednesday night. They win 9 nothing. Uh, Mika Zibanejad had six points in the second period Wednesday. I guess the hope is, from a Washington standpoint, they don't have anything left in the tank by the time it gets to <laughs> 7-08 this evening.
1: Yeah, that was quite the showing uh, the other night, the 9-0 beatdown. And especially when you consider that the coaching staff wasn't even there. You got Chris Knobloch elevated with the AHL Hartford Wolfpack coaching staff behind the bench. They made it look very easy, but you have to figure, too, it'll be a motivated New York Rangers bunch just as far as the reality of what they're dealing with with the standings. Uh, in the uh, the Mass Mutual East Division, they can't really afford to they, they can't afford to to lose much more ground, uh, including uh, a win last night from Boston, which we'll get to later. New York entering play tonight, eight points out of a playoff position, so urgency has to be high for them. But of note, John Mika Zibanejad, he had a, a sluggish start to the year as far as some offensive productivity. He had a long goal scoring drought, starting to heat up, starting to produce of late. He has historically done pretty well against the Capitals. And certainly if he's trending in the right direction, that bodes well for New York. And Alexi Lafreniere as well, after a slow start to his professional career, he too has been uh, starting to get a little bit in the groove uh, more recently.
0: Yeah, no David Quinn, his entire coaching staff out for COVID protocol and the whole staff up from Hartford and Uh, Their general manager, uh, assistant GM for the Rangers, Chris Drury, is up and going to be behind the bench tonight at Capital One Arena. It's just nice to see Mika Zibanejad doing somebody else. The only five-goal game in my career I have ever called. Just last year, had a bunch of fours, minor leagues and NHL. I never had a five until Zibanejad did that to the Caps last year. All right, so the Rangers in tonight, Ben. We've talked enough about that. It is Friday. It is time for Onside, Offside.
1: Here we go. It is the game that is sweeping Capitals Nation. Onside or offside, we make a statement. We flip it into a question. John provides us with his two cents. So let's start, John, with center depth. The Capitals have arguably one of the best and deepest quartets at the position in Backstrom, Kuznetsov, Eller, and Dowd. That said, they've been missing some of them this year. Kuznetsov and Eller have missed time due to injury. You've relied on guys like Oshie and Scarbosa to slide over or move up the depth chart. So we ask onside or offside, capital should look to add some insurance, some additional center depth before the trade deadline.
0: You know, I think I'm going to say onside. I think if there is someone out there, and obviously all of this tempered with the fact that the Capitals have to be able to afford it, and that is certainly easier said than done. But all things being equal, and you can, I think so. I think they have shown that when they are healthy, they have a very nice group of centermen here. Evgeny Kuznetsov, we've been critical at times along the way this season. I think he's been better lately. Uh, Lars Eller hopefully will get back in the lineup tonight. It sounds like he could, although not quite 100%. From those who were watching practice yesterday, we'll see. But yeah, you probably don't want TJ Oshie sliding over in the playoffs. So I think it might be nice if you can. I think it's a luxury. I don't think it's necessarily a must-have. But if you can find it, I think it would be nice to have.
1: All right, as far as the back end, the Capitals have gone with the same six defensemen, top six defensemen for the past 17 games. Nice run of consistency for them. But that means during that stretch, Jonas Siegenthaler, Trevor Van Riemsdyk, they've played sparingly as extras just in the past week, literally a handful of shifts each. So we ask onside or offside, there should be an appetite to get Siegenthaler or Van Riemsdyk a game in the top six. Capitals have some back-to-backs upcoming. Maybe you try to get them involved. Maybe you load manage others onside or offside. Onside. I totally agree with that. And the reason is
0: not just to get those guys involved, but you know that when you get to the postseason, if you entertain the idea that you are a Stanley Cup contender, and this club is, you are not going to be able to stick with the same 6D from the time you get to the first round by the time you get to the final. It just isn't going to work that way. They've been very good. I think Jonas has been, when called upon, very steady. I think Trevor Van Riemsdyk has shown a lot more. I never really, you always saw him as an extra on the Carolina roster, never really saw him a whole lot. Uh, even when he was in the lineup against the Caps, which wasn't always, I've been really impressed with him. And I think that if you can get him some games and yeah, load management, I mean, Zidane Ochar is 44. I mean, I'm not going to be the one to tell him, yeah, Hey, why don't you have a night off, because he's probably not going to want that. Uh, but I think if you can find a way to get those guys in at least especially once you get to mid-April, late-April, get their legs back under them because you're going to need them come postseason
1: play. I say onside. All right, Alex Ovechkin continuing to climb the all-time goal-scoring leaderboard, uh, now within 178 goals of Wayne Gretzky's all-time mark. Onside or offside, decades from now, folks will look back at the pandemic and say the games lost at that time ultimately cost Ovechkin a shot at Wayne Gretzky's 894. I hate to say this, but onside, I,
0: I think that, you know, the games that are remaining, look, betting against Alex Ovechkin is always bad policy. And I would love to see him return to a full 82-game slate next year and he throws 50 up on the board and says, let's dance. And now you're going to be chasing down 800. You're going to be second all time. And, and then you're looking at, hey, if you can get 30, 30, 30 from there, yeah, then you can do it. I, I hate the fact that he's lost so much time here because every game that passes – is a game you can't get back and I think that's onside. I hope I hope I'm wrong I would love nothing more than to be calling 895 a few years from now Uh, but I think it's going to be difficult given the circumstances if we're being realistic here by the time we get to September 36 years old do you have another 50 in you at that point I hope so but that's hard. And even if you're at 35 or 40, that's an outstanding season and you're still incredibly valuable to this team. The math starts to get really difficult at that point. So I'm going to say onside. I think that's something we may very well look back on.
1: And I shortchanged the grade eight. He is 176 goals within Wayne Gretzky. Oh, uh, in that case,
0: I changed my mind.
1: Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I like that. All right, last one, John, here around the uh, around the league. The Buffalo Sabres, perhaps you heard, they became the third team to fire their head coach this season as they joined the Montreal Canadiens and Calgary Flames in making a mid-season coaching change. Onside or offside, a fourth team will do the same before season's end. I am going to say offside,
0: although I will say that when this season comes to an end, the Buffalo Sabres need to hire Bruce Boudreaux. And that's no slight on Don Granado. Uh, and there are other good ones. If they've hired Gerard Gallant, I would say that's good too. They need a veteran coach in there, and they need it yesterday. And Bruce Boudreaux, if there's ever a marriage between a city and a head coach, that guy would be Marv Levy if he could win them a Stanley Cup. I think it would just, it makes too much sense on ice. With the team, it makes too much sense off ice. I hope he gets it. Answering your question, I say offside. I think there will not be another coaching change this year. I heard some craziness late yesterday. Elaine Vino, come on, he's not going anywhere. I, they, they lost nine nothing. Yeah, it, it's not Elaine Vino's fault. They don't have any defense. I'm not even sure it's the goalie's fault. Truthfully, they got to get better defensively in Philadelphia. But I don't think. Vino's going anywhere. I don't think, if if you're not going to pop John Tortorella by now, you're not going to. I'm not sure he's going to get another deal there depending on where Columbus finishes, but I don't think he goes. Jeff Lashill, I think, is safe in Detroit for the rest of the year. Travis Green, I think he's going to be there for a while yet. Uh, in Vancouver I think they've got to rebuild their defense there and I think you've gotten late enough that there are a lot of teams that entertain the idea that maybe we're still on the hunt but I think they're going to go the player route more than hey we got to change coaches we got to change the philosophy here I think we've seen the last And now as I've said that we'll probably have a new coach by noon after the fact that I said this here but uh, I don't think there's going to be another coaching change in the NHL I think we're done.
1: Well, the Buffalo Sabres coaching change, at least in game one, did not seem to do them any good. We'll toss it back to you here, John. Around the Mass Mutual East Division, six other teams in action last night.
0: Yeah, the Pens and Devils' first meeting of the season last night between the two teams. New Jersey makes it two straight wins. They take down Pittsburgh 3-2. to two. Jack Hughes, goal number seven. P.K. Subban gets his third. And Travis Zajac, the game winner. Pens made it interesting Jake Gensel, Brian Ross goals for the Penguins. Russ scoring with just five seconds left in the game, but not enough. No points for the Penguins last night. Bruins in Buffalo, a game that almost didn't happen because of COVID protocol issues that arose in the morning. Don Granato made his coaching debut for the Sabres, and it didn't look a lot different than the previous 12. Bruins win 4-1. Badly needed points for Boston and Benny. The losing streak now for Buffalo. Is at thirteen straight games.
1: Got the running tally here outscored fifty-two to twenty over the thirteen-game stretch. Struggle remains real. That's a lot of goals
0: against, right there. Uh, Flyers Islanders after getting shellac nine nothing on Wednesday night. The Flyers took a three nothing lead into the third period. The Islanders though come storming back three and a third to tie. So you're thinking, okay, the Islanders are going to finish this. Uh Uh-uh, not this time. Oscar Lindblom scores with just 222 left. Flyers win in regulation. It is the first regulation loss for the Islanders at home this season, Ben. Incredible they got this far, but it comes against a Flyers team that badly needed those points.
1: Yeah. Good for Philadelphia to, to bounce back the way they did. You wonder a second game in as many nights, maybe that's the best thing that could have happened to them after that nine, nothing shellacking on Wednesday at Madison square garden. Didn't ultimately have to sit on that for too many, uh, too many hours even and stew on that. So good on them. They pick up two valuable points as they keep pace with Boston for that final playoff spot in the East division. And from a capitals perspective, this is ideal now. You still have, uh, now you have multiple games in hand on the New York Islanders and a chance this weekend with the Rangers in town to maybe create a little bit of separation, create a little bit of breathing room for yourselves atop the division.
0: All right. So the standings going into play tonight around the Mass Mutual East Division. Capitals at 42 points, percentage points ahead, even a few more now because the Islanders lost last night. Islanders also at 42. Pittsburgh at 37. So the separation now five between. The pens in the top of the division. Boston, big win for them. They pull within one of third place. Pittsburgh now at 36. Philadelphia at 33. And the Rangers, if there is a move to be made toward the top four, it must begin for them this weekend. Only twenty-eight points right now, sitting eight out of a playoff spot. They need the points badly, and that's what the Capitals are going up against tonight. Seven o'clock tonight. Coverage beginning at 4. Ben, what's coming up on Caps game day today?
1: Well, we got a special Caps game day today. You referenced it was Zdeno Chara's 44th birthday yesterday. We're going to put the spotlight on the Big Z. Several interviews I've been collecting over the past few weeks from former teammates and coaches of his, media members who covered him early on in his career. will get some perspective. The 23-year journey that Zdeno Chara has experienced throughout his Lengthy NHL career with her stories from back in the day, from when he started out with a miserable New York Islanders bunch, all the way to the Stanley Cup with the Boston Bruins. Holla covered. The Zdeno Chara special. Caps game day, four o'clock today, right here. At Caps Radio twenty four seven.
0: So hear that, and then on the network we get going tonight. 1067 six seven, a fan and Caps Radio affiliates at six forty five. Hey Benny, have yourself a nice weekend, will you? Happy weekend, John. <laughs>